Israel's Prime Minister recently announced his resignation. With Iran developing its nuclear program and its threats to wipe out Israel, how can Christians support and pray for Israel? We'll discuss it with Middle East expert and author Tom Doyle. Plus, we'll take a look at the Russia-Georgia conflict and other events in the news. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. I've told people that if you're interested in avoiding World War III, it seems like you ought to be interested in preventing them from having the knowledge necessary to make a nuclear weapon. All right, that's President George Bush. He's talking about Iran, Iran developing a nuclear weapon, and Iran claiming that they intend to wipe Israel off the face of the globe. We're going to talk about Israel today, Israel's enemies, possible peace in the Middle East, rockets again coming into Israel this week, the prime minister announcing he will resign, and uh, Israel is in the news. And certainly, Bible prophecy, what should we expect for Israel in the future? We're going to be talking about that in just a minute with author Tom Doyle. But also this week, Russia in the news fighting Georgia. Here's AP correspondent reporting from Moscow on the prime minister of Russia, critical of what he calls U.S. interference in Russian affairs. Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin on Monday was harshly critical of the United States for airlifting Georgian troops that had been deployed in Iraq back to Georgia, where heavy fighting with Russian forces and separatists is continuing. All right, so listen, Russia criticizing us for speaking out against their invasion of Georgia. Russia criticizing us for helping the Georgian troops get back to the battlefront. And this is not unrelated to the crisis in Israel, because while we are allied with Israel, Russia is allied with the countries that are against Israel. So we're going to talk about all of this together. And we have an expert in the studio today. Tom Doyle has written the book, Two Nations Under God. We have a similar background, Tom, because you pastored in Colorado for 20 years. I pastored in Colorado for about 12 years. But uh, Tom Doyle has been to Israel again and again and again. He has studied Israel. He has been to Israel. He has written about Israel. And he's written about the two nations under God, the United States of America Hmm. and Israel, a special relationship. And um, has a lot to say about 
the role of Israel in Bible prophecy, and America's role as a friend of Israel. So we're going to talk about this today. So, Tom, welcome to the studio. It's great to be here. Thank you. And, Tom, I want to start, actually, with a piece out there. Um, Sunday marked a day of mourning in Israel Mm -hmm. for events more than 20 centuries ago. Here's a report from Mark Levy in Jerusalem. Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av, is recognized as the day the first Jewish temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 586 B.C., and the day the second temple was destroyed more than 600 years later. Today, observant Jews fast the whole day and read from the Book of Lamentations. At the western wall in the old city of Jerusalem, thousands gather to pray and mourn. Jews pray for restoration of their temple at the beginning of the Messianic age. Mark Levy, Jerusalem. Did you hear Mark Levy? He said Jews are praying for the restoration of the temple mm-hmm. at the beginning of the Messianic age. Absolutely. I thought that was a fascinating statement. And Tom, let's just start. What's your take on that statement? Well, it, it's an amazing time to to be in Israel because really everything is ready to go as far as the third temple. Uh, they have the priesthood. They have the Sanhedrin. They have all the the articles that they need in the third temple. Everything's ready to go. They believe that uh, they can build it in about six months if if they need to. They have the cornerstones, the red heifers, everything that's needed. <laughs> and now the average Israeli, Jerry, thinks someone that talks about the third temple is kind of wacko. You know, what, uh-huh. what are they doing? And most Israelis are very secular. But there's a movement that's gaining steam, and Jews are having to come to the realization that it's a miracle that they still exist. When you think about six million Jews in the midst of maybe 400 million Muslims that are fanatical, Iran is saying that they're going to uh, wipe Israel off the map. Syria is ready to attack in two fronts. Gaza, with Hamas in charge, is sending a missile into Israel every three hours and have for the last three years. It's pretty gloomy in Israel. The hope is the Messiah and that third temple. We're going to talk about all of that. Of course, uh, Israel under attack from Hamas, under attack, uh, Iran threatening them right now. Uh, Russia really allied with these countries that are opposed to Israel Mm -hmm. and the United States allied with Israel. You've written this book, The Two Nations Under God why you should care about Israel. And I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, though, Tom, because I want okay. us to talk about the theology for a minute. Okay. And this is uh, from Genesis 12. You know it very well, I'm sure. The Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, a land. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee, and in thee all families of the earth Mm. shall be blessed. Mm. What does that prophecy, that promise to Abram, who became Abraham, what does that mean to you? Well, that means to me that a nation, the spiritual and uh, health of a nation is directly proportionate to how they treat Israel. And interestingly enough— It said, I will bless those that bless thee, uh, curse those that curse Yeah, you want to choose blessing or cursing. In the chapter before, although there were not chapter divisions, but right before that is the table of the nations. 
And so it's as if God says, here's the nations. And then the next topic is, here's how the nations are blessed. If you bless my people, you'll be blessed. If you curse them, you'll be cursed. And so in the Old Testament, there's 23 nations that just simply vanished. That You know, no one runs into a Hittite anymore. They're gone. And for God, it was very simple, just like hitting a delete key in the computer. They vanished, and they're not here anymore. And so nations that came against Israel and cursed them, God got rid of them. God got rid of them. I believe that America, after World War II, took a real step of faith and got behind the leadership that wanted to start the nation. And I was just reading in Isaiah 66 where it says, can a nation be born in a day? I mean, how how could that happen? Well, it happened Mm. May 14th, 1948. And America got behind Israel. We have been their best friend, not always completely faithful to them, But I believe that God has blessed our country because of that. You can't convince me that we're smarter than everybody in the world. And that's why we have the greatest society of all time. I'd say probably the Asians are smarter than us. They outscore our kids on all the tests. Do you think a lot of the blessing that has come to America has come because we have been a blessing to the Jewish people, recognizing their country, coming to their defense, foreign aid, military aid, and so forth. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question, because I'm sure you're familiar out there. There are theologians out there today. They're evangelical, Mm -hmm. but they believe in what's called replacement theology. It's not really that new. There's there's a theological trend that goes back a long time that says, look, uh, once you have the church, once the promises of Abraham are fulfilled in Christ, uh, really the promises to Israel now apply to the church. In fact, if you get an old Oxford study Bible, for instance, mm-hmm. I remember Dr. Criswell did this years ago in his sermon, Why I Am a Premillennialist, <laughs> and Dr. Criswell would show that in the old Oxford Bible, promises to Israel in the Old Testament, the, the little headline by the editors would say, the church, the church, yes. the church. And yes. Dr. Crystal would say it's not the church, it's Israel, it's the Jewish people. I'd just like your response to that theology that says, really, the church has replaced Israel, and these promises, a la, you know, Genesis 12, are really not operable today. That was all completed uh, when Christ came. And all the promises are fulfilled in Christ. Right. What do you think of that? Well, and I went to Dallas Seminary in my first hermeneutics class. They said, here's two things you got to remember. Keep it literal and keep Israel and the church separated. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a promise in Genesis 12 that rests on God, not Israel's performance, then it has to do with God's ability to deliver or not. And then you have Matthew 16, upon this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. The promise to the church and the two are separate. And so I think uh, you have to take a non-literal view of Scripture when you confuse Israel with the church. And I know some, Jerry, some strict replacements that, I mean, after Acts 2, they see in their Bible Israel and they'll cross it out and put the church. Mm. It, It just doesn't make sense with over half of the promises to Israel still to be fulfilled. Mm. Well, uh, also, I think people just need to go to Romans 9, 10, and 11, yes. because there you have Christ has already come. You already have the church, many of the events in the book of Acts. But Paul is writing and saying, wait a minute, God hasn't cast off right. uh, national Israel or ethnic Israel. He says uh, there is coming a time when Israel will 
revive and renew. Many of them will come to the Messiah. Uh, All Israel will be saved. I believe when Messiah appears, it's going to be a great turning. But certainly, Paul says in Romans 9, 10, and 11, there is still a future for ethnic Israel. I don't think there's any way out of that. Even Charles Hodge, the great Princeton theologian, Mm -hmm. said about this passage, this is ethnic Israel. Reformed theologians said, this is national ethnic Israel. This is the Jewish people. This isn't the church. And I don't see any other way to read that. Absolutely. And I was in a church and uh, afterwards talking with some people and this man came up to me and said, well, you know what? I was in business and with a Jewish man and, and he cheated me and he raked me over the coals. And I said, you know what? Politely, I have to say to you, that's God's problem. <laughs> he never said that they would be perfect. But right. the promise is based on him not their performance. And I believe, Jerry, that the church is supposed to be Israel's best friend. Mm. We're talking with Tom Doyle. He's written the book, Two Nations Under God, Why You Should Care About Israel. Really, one of the thesis thesis of this book is that uh, America has been blessed because we have been a blessing to Israel. And in that sense, Israel has been a blessing to us. Based Mm -hmm. upon Genesis 12, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. My guest is Tom Doyle. We're really talking about uh, Israel today. And there are all sorts of news items out there on Israel. In fact, uh, I want us to talk right now for just a moment uh, really about the threats against Israel because uh, when we talk about the U.S. being a friend of Israel, there are a lot of enemies over there. And let's go to President Bush, because he's been speaking out about the dangers of Iran with nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. Iran was dangerous. Iran is dangerous. And Iran will be dangerous if they have the knowledge necessary to make a nuclear weapon. Tom, how important is it for the United States to support Israel, mm. and, uh, you know, Israel may have to attack Iran and take out those sites. Um, America may have to attack Iran and take out those sites. A lot of people believe President Bush may actually do this before he leaves mm-hmm. office. He has said he will not allow Iran to have a nuclear weapon. Now, we're out of time, so we're going to answer that when we get back. Okay. But, folks, get, uh, get your seatbelt on. Uh, sit up straight. Don't move a muscle. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Tom Doyle about, really, a possible war with Iran. An Israeli war, perhaps? A U.S. war against Iran. Could it be? Uh, Should we be that committed to Iran not getting nuclear weapons? They've said they want to wipe Israel off the face of the globe. Hitler made these kinds of statements. Nobody believed him. He killed six million Jews. Ahmadinejad is the same kind of a character. What should be our response? I've got a full-time job and a family, and I'm also getting a master's degree at Criswell College. The new Mac at Night program offers evening block courses for a Master of Arts in Counseling degree. It's so convenient and fits my busy lifestyle as a mom and a professional. Mac at Night offers licensure and non-licensure programs so you can gain ministry knowledge and even prepare for a doctorate. Mac at Night professors are at the top of the Christian counseling field, and Criswell College is partnered with a number of ministries, so you'll get experience and great contacts. My friends and family are so excited to see me back in school with the Mac at Night program at Criswell College. A Master of Arts in Counseling has never been so convenient. 
Come on, join me for Mac at Night. For more details, call 800-899-0012 or visit chriswell.edu. Invest in God's kingdom and in yourself through the Chriswell College. See us on the web at chriswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. We are in the process of invasion, occupation, and annihilation of an independent, democratic country. All right, that's the Georgian president, Mikhail Saakashvili. He's telling reporters that Russia has launched a full-scale attack on his country. And that is not unrelated to our subject today of Israel, because when it comes to the state of Israel, the United States is supportive of Israel, defending herself against outside attacks. But Russia seems to be giving political support to Israel's enemies and military support to Israel's enemies and technological advice to those like Iran who are trying to develop nuclear capability. With us to talk about it, Tom Doyle. He's written the book, Two Nations Under God, Why You Should Care About Israel. It's a Broadman and Holman book. You can get it on the Broadman and Holman website or just Google Two Nations Under God. You can find this book. Tom, welcome back into the studio. Let's talk for a minute about the Iranian threat. You've been to Iran. Should we take Ahmadinejad seriously? He said again and again and again, Israel will cease to exist. We're going to wipe Israel off the face of the globe. These are the kinds of statements that Adolf Hitler made, and people didn't believe him. They thought, oh, he's crazy. Um, He's a goofball. Uh, People see Ahmadinejad on the news, and they think the same thing. And we hear, oh, that the uh, educated people in Iran don't like him, and Mm -hmm. the uh, modern kinds of people in Iran you know, don't want him, and they're mm-hmm. for reform. But this guy is in control. Should we take him seriously? What is the threat? A- absolutely. And to some that hate Israel, Ahmadinejad has become somewhat of a rock star. They they love his message and his, his bullying, and he says, we're going to wipe them off the map. Here's the difference between Iran and Iraq. In, uh, in 1981, Israel flew in under the radar, took out the Osirak nuclear reactor in Iraq. Uh, they figured it was not a good thing to have uh, nuclear weapons in Saddam's hands, and and they were right. So there was one nuclear facility. In Iran, they have spread it out into 39 facilities, but they're all connected. I was visiting with an advisor to the prime minister in Israel a few months ago, and he said, people think we have to fly in and hit all 39 sites. All we have to hit is about five or six, and we can stop it for six years. And he said, look for us to do that before the next president of the United States is sworn in. So they're taking uh, the threats seriously. And I believe Israel's going to make a move uh, in the next few months. I think it personally will be after the election before the swearing in of the new president. But we saw some of the sites when we were in Iran. They wow. were pointed out to us. They're no secret. They're in heavily populated areas in major cities. But they're all connected, working together. And from from what we know, they're in stage six of six nuclear uh, uh, developments. And here's the thing we do know about Iran. They have a missile that can hit Rome and London right now, and they are working on one that can hit New York City. Wow. So that's how dangerous it is, not only to Israel, but Europe and, and us also. 
This is Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Tom Doyle. He's written the book, Two Nations Under God. We're going to open the phone lines, 800-881-9270. You have a question about Israel, a question about the future temple, the question about the return of Christ, the question about the role of Israel in Bible prophecy, or maybe just a practical question about Israel today. What is the status of the church in Israel? Are there not just Jewish believers in Israel, but can you evangelize in Israel? Or maybe a question about uh, Palestinian Christians. Unusual feature in this book where Tom talks about uh, Arabs coming to Christ, Arabs worshiping Jesus Christ. We'll talk about it all. 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. we got a caller on the line now, David from Kaufman. David, your question for Tom Doyle. Uh, not a question. I disagree with everything he's saying. And yes, we need, do need to support Israel. Uh, I'm glad we are the second nation that God is looking after. Um, Israel was the first true group, the Jewish people, that believed in our true God. I'm a Gentile. I'm a Christian. Well, thanks, David. Thank you. Look, uh, I want to I go to uh, a quote. Uh, we had Winston Churchill III on this program some time ago. A lot of people are blaming the uh, terrorist war against America, the Islamo-terrorist mm-hmm. attacks on America, they're saying, look, it's because of the Mideast crisis. It's mm-hmm. because we can't make peace between the Jews and the Arabs, and mm-hmm. the United States hasn't done em- enough, and we're so mm-hmm. allied with Israel that the Arabs hate us. Mm-hmm. And we talked to Winston Churchill III about this, and I'd like you to respond to his answer. Mm. If we were to resolve the Israel-Palestine uh, situation tomorrow, uh, bin Laden and his boys would still uh, hate the West every bit as much as it does today. It would still regard the United States as the great Satan and Britain as the little Satan. And they would only be uh, reinvigorated in their campaign to secure their objectives, which is driving the United States and her allies out of the Arab world, out of the Muslim world, and to gain command of the oil reserves of the Middle East. You spend a lot of time in the Middle East. What's your reaction to that? I, I think he's absolutely right. I think so much of this putting the Palestinian issue, it's a difficult issue, in the forefront, like solve this and it'll be over, it's, it's just false. It's this whole uh, victimology that they're just victims, and Israel is is the big bully uh, in the Middle East. There's six million Jews, and one, one advisor to the prime minister said, hey, listen, if the countries around us realize that they've surrounded us and it's 400,000 or 400 million to, to six million, we're in big trouble. And and so to put Israel in in the position of being uh, you know Goliath when they're really David is is amusing to me and he's absolutely right they will find an issue they hate the West and they're not going to stop with with just uh, you know the Palestinian crisis. This is Jerry Johnson live. Our guest is Tom Doyle. We've got callers lined up here. Let's take some calls about Israel, the Middle East. Jim on the line from Dallas. Jim, what's your question or comment for Tom Doyle? Yeah, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Tom, I thought Israel also flew in under the radar and knocked out some nuclear something there in Iraq, excuse me, Iran also. You had mentioned Iraq. So Syria, uh, maybe. 
What is that? Yeah, it was Syria. Yeah, yeah, it was Syria. It was uh, last fall and about 50 miles from the border, and Israel flew in under the radar. Uh, What worried them is they found a North uh, North Carolina, a North Korean ship in the port in Syria. And they knew something was going on. They'd heard about a facility. Uh, Syria said that it was an agricultural development center. And they went in and blew it up. There's like a 50-foot crater there. Syria wow. did not know what to say. They couldn't say, hey, you blew up our facility. They really didn't make any announcements. <laughs> it was quiet for several weeks really or months. Was. And now it's all been made public. Yeah. Jim, thank you for calling. You. Let's move on to the next caller. we got Michael from Dallas. Uh, question, really. Uh, Mike, I think you're going to ask him about Hebrews. Lay it on him. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, Hebrews ten fourteen. Um, why do we need a, another temple built in light of that scripture? Yeah, uh, Hebrews ten. Can 13. you be more specific with the question, Michael? Well, yes. Hebrews Hebrews ten fourteen says because by one sacrifice right. he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Um, I accepted Christ as my Savior, um, and I interpret that as there is no race at the foot of the cross. Meaning, what? if I'm Brazilian and I live in Brazil and I accept So Christ your question, Michael, is if Christ was the fulfillment of those Old Testament types, why would we be looking for another temple and new sacrifices? Is that the question? Yes. Okay. Great let me, why question. Why don't you listen on your radio and we'll turn it over Great to Tom. Great question. As believers, we don't need another temple. We don't. We have everything we need. We have unlimited access to God. But we do see in the Old Testament that in the later times, Daniel 9.27, we find that there is a temple that's going to be built. Now, we don't know exactly how it gets there. It could be the Jews, which we expect, but who knows? Maybe it's the UN or something. It it gets built, and it's there. So with all of this fever to build a, a new temple, we know that the times are getting short. So as believers, we don't need that. Jesus said, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it. It'll be raised from the dead. So as believers, we don't. But the Jews have always looked for that, and that just shows us on God's time clock it's getting late. So, Michael, I mean, I, my view would be, look, as Christians, as believers, we don't need another sacrifice, another temple. But that's separate from the issue. Does the Bible predict that the Jews will build a temple? Does the Bible predict that the Jews will be sacrificing again in a temple? And perhaps it will help them see the Messiah when he comes and the great turning that we read about mm. in the text will happen. Let's go to Troy and Garland. Troy, thank you for calling. What's your question? Hello, Dr. Land. Uh, my question for your guest is... Johnson, parts. yes. <laughs> not, not, You've been calling Dr. Land, haven't you? <laughs> no, no, I, I meant Dr. Land. Well, uh, okay, excuse me, sir. Well, my, my question is, uh, when I was an exchange cadet, uh, when I was at West Point, I was in Israel for a while, and I learned two things. I want to see if they were true. One was that when the Crusades came through, that the Dome of the Rock was the only thing that was not taken down, was not destroyed. And the fall question that was that... Supposedly, Solomon's temple was there where the Dome of the Rock is. And I was wondering, is that true, and how is that related to, you know, the third temple possibly coming? Okay. Well, I hear this, Tom, sometimes. Yeah. Would the Dome of the Rock have to be destroyed for the ter- third temple, the third temple to be built? Uh, actually, I think not. I think they put it on the wrong site. I think it's to, it doesn't line up with the eastern gate. I think they could build a temple right next to it. And it it'd be there. There was some respect for that site because of the temple, though, during the Crusades. All right, we've got callers holding. The number is 800-881-9270 if you want to join us. Our guest, Tom Doyle, he's written the book, Two Nations Under God. Really, the thesis is 
God has blessed the United States because we've been a support, a blessing to Israel. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Call us at 800-881-9270. We're also going to talk about the church in the Middle East. We're going to talk about Jewish believers. We're going to talk about Arab believers. And is there hope for peace and reconciliation there? We'll be right back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. We have a solemn duty to protect our cities, our towns, our villages, our population. But of course, I mean, also the world has at least some moral duty to stop this madness. All right, again, that's the Georgian president, Mikhail Saakashvili. He's appealing for international support. To end the armed conflict with Russia, President Bush has said this is unacceptable. Condoleezza Rice has said this is unacceptable. But uh, the Russians are saying to us, stay out of our business. We want to invade this country, and we want to get half of that land back. And this really is Russia trying to reclaim about half of this territory, siding with these uh, rebels. But uh, it just underscores, I think, that we have strategic differences with Russia all over Europe, particularly uh, also in the Middle East, because we are allied with Israel. Russia is allied with Israel's enemies, and uh, it's not open. It's not open hostility or warfare, but they're giving military counsel, weaponry, technological aid, and political cover for a lot of Israel's enemies. And so if we attack Iran, if Israel attacks Iran, Russia will be on the other side. We're talking about two nations under God, Israel and America. The author of the book is Tom Doyle. Do you agree with this thesis? Do you have questions? We've got callers on the line. Tom, welcome back. Thank you. But let's go to some of okay. these callers. They've been holding. Renee has been on for quite a while. Renee, what's your view? Um, well, I have two questions. My parents are in the Hebrew Roots Movement. And so I'd like to know, um, one, about the significance of the red heifer, and two, about the new moon and Aviv barley, which is Ooh. just, and karyites, and I mean, it's just kind of mind-boggling, and I'm hoping you can Thanks, put Renee. clarification here. Tom, what do you know about that? Well, the red heifer uh, needs to be sacrificed and burned to cleanse the priesthood, the coming priesthood. Interesting thing. Uh, in Israel, the Kohanine, if you meet a Jewish person named Cohen, then they are uh, a descendant of the Kohanine, the priestly line, and they have 200 of them in Israel right now. Interesting thing, Renee, is that they have done, Israel has done DNA testing on this line, and they found something in their DNA they didn't find in any other uh, Hebrews, any other Israelis. So they believe that this is the legitimate uh, line and and they are really ready to go. The only thing that's missing is the temple. Now I was talking with a rabbi in Jerusalem once, and I said, "Okay, in the days when you didn't have the Temple Mount, you had the tabernacle, which was kind of a portable temple, and you took it through the wilderness and all that, worshipped, sacrificed, feasts, everything." Since you don't have the Temple Mount, wouldn't it seem that you could erect the tabernacle? and start the sacrificial system somewhere in Israel, in Jerusalem. And this rabbi said, no, cannot be. 
has to be Mount Moriah, has to wow. be where Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, which obviously it, it does. So that is what they are waiting for. And I mean, there has been so many things. There was a man that was in an airplane that the Israel uh, Air Force brought down. He was in an airplane, had a homemade bomb, and was getting close to over the Dome of the Rock, restricted airspace. They got him down. They they brought him down. And he's waiting for the third temple. He said, look, <laughs> God's going to protect protect Israel. Let's get the show on the road. <laughs> Let's let's make this thing. He's trying to get that war started. That's right. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest is Tom Doyle. He's written the book Two Nations Under God. The call number is 800-881-9270. Let's go to Aaron on the line. Aaron, thank you for holding. What's your question or comment? Uh, yes, well, you kind of led into it there with the Dome of the Rock. My question is, uh, what is holding uh, the Jewish people back from rebuilding the temple? Okay. Okay, very good question. What's holding them back is that largely Israel is a secular nation. You look at the Orthodox with the curls and praying at the wall, you know, shucking, going back and forth. That's really only 18% of Israel. Uh, Israel's a very secular nation, very pagan nation in many ways. Is this why uh, in the polls they keep, by majority, they want to give up more and more land to try to get peace. Absolutely. absolutely. So they're really into an appeasement mode. A- absolutely. They and don't have a conviction about holy land. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Uh, you know, when I write about this in Two Nations Under God a few years ago, uh, Tel Aviv got voted the gay capital of the world. So it just shows you kind of what's developed there and what's happening. But, you know, the last time I was in Israel, I read a cartoon. I saw this cartoon in the Jerusalem Post. And it was the prime minister of Israel sitting on a log in front of a campfire with an American Indian, you know, with the with the feathers in his in his headdress. And the prime minister is talking to this Indian chief and he says, you know, we from America, we tried that land for peace thing in America. It doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is Jerry Johnson live. Our guest is Tom Doyle. He's written the book Two Nations Under God. Special relationship between America and Israel. What do you think of that? 800-881-9270. Chris is on the line from Fort Worth. If you'd Chris, like to make a call. Well, that sounds like somebody I've heard before. It's not Chris. <laughs> uh, Chris, feel free, feel free to call back. You know, Tom, I want to shift gears for a moment. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about whatever the callers want to talk about. But I'm looking at the headline here. We've been talking a lot about the politics of the struggle in the Holy Land. But uh, we are Christians. We do believe in the church. We do believe in the new covenant. And we believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, Mm -hmm. Jew, Gentile. That's right. And that includes Arabs. Absolutely. And I'm looking at a headline here. Hamas leader's son declares faith in Christ. And uh, anyway, the son of a prominent leader in Hamas, the terrorist organization, has publicly declared his faith in Jesus Christ and warned that Israel can never be at peace with the wicked and cruel men who lead Hamas. His name is Masab Yusuf. He now prefers to be called Joseph. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are believers in the Arab community, in the Palestinian community. I looked at your book, and you have pictures, really, with you and others worshiping with Arab Palestinian oh. believers. Tell us about yeah. what's happening among Palestinians and Arabs when it comes to faith in Christ. It's a vibrant church, Jerry. It's an amazing, amazing church. And, and um, 
that uh, that story is true. Uh, and I work with the ministry E3 Partners, and I'm the Middle East director. We work there in Israel. Uh, uh, someone that we work with has a Bible study right now with 20 former Hamas members that are now believers, that are following Jesus. That's Some of the great. leaders in the Middle East, Jerry, that we work with were former terrorists in different countries. Wonderful. Changed hearts Absolutely. is the way to ultimately bring peace in that region. I mean, we've got to use military force against those who want to kill us, but the ultimate solution is the changed hearts, Absolutely. and the gospel is the antidote for terrorism. Let's go to callers on the line. Mary, thank you for calling. What's your question? What is Jordan's uh, relationship towards Israelites and Israel um, in the Middle East today. Thanks, Thanks Mary. Tom, very, what's your... Very good. Jordan is considered a moderate country. Uh, a few years ago, when the Muslim terrorists blew up the hotels, uh, the king of Jordan declared that these people were insane and that they were going to get them and this nonsense had to stop. We haven't heard that in other uh, fundamental Muslim countries. So they have a soft peace with Israel. You cannot live in Jordan and be Jewish, but they are generally considered friends. And the late King Hussein, many Israelis loved him. In fact, they used to say in Israel, if he ran for prime minister, he would get it because <laughs> he was he was a good man. So so that has been uh, a moderate uh, country. Many believe that God placed kind of that buffer country mm. there between Israel and, and some of the ones that want to destroy them. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Our guest, Tom Doyle, he's written the book, Two Nations Under God. You ought to get this book. Go to Broadman and Holman. Go online, Google it, go to Amazon. You can find it, Two Nations Under God. Why you should care about Israel. Isn't it interesting, all these people calling today, there is a fascination among Christians, particularly evangelicals, with mm-hmm. Israel. I think they have a sense, an instinct. You know, Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. I think true believers really want to see Jewish people come to faith in Christ. Of course, Paul was a Jewish person. Yes. He had a unique connection. But we've got callers on the line. Next is Steve. Steve, thank you for calling. What's your comment or question? Well, my question is, is in Daniel 9, we read about uh, the, and, and a character that, that is portrayed as the Antichrist that, that makes an agreement, a seven-year agreement with, uh, with Israel. Is that required, do you think, before the temple will be built? Well, we see the temple uh, during that time period. So I, I, you know, who knows? Does the Antichrist build the temple? We're, we're not exactly sure. But we just see in that chapter it's there. And so we know it gets there. Uh, I believe what will happen is uh, it'll either be built right before that or right when they make the agreement. But then in 927, it's halfway through that time when the, he requires the Jews to worship him, the abomination of the desolations, and that's when it really gets bad, Jacob's trouble, horrible for the Jews, and so it will just spell their fate. But we see the glorious scriptures in Zechariah where it says, they will look upon him whom they pierced and mourn for him as an only son. So we know that there's going to be this this Jewish revival where they the blinders come down and they realize, you know what? Jesus is the Messiah. And, and these people, it's not lack of education, but in Israel, there were 29 people that claimed to be the Messiah before, Jew, before Jesus. And in today, there, there is this Jerusalem syndrome where they average one Messiah a week in <laughs> Jerusalem. That someone claims to be the Messiah, one a uh, week. All right, thank you. You're listening to Tom Doyle. This is Jerry Johnson Live. He's written the book, Two Nations Under God. 
Renee is holding. She called earlier. Let's see how patient she is. <laughs> Renee, if you'll hold on through the break, we'll come right to you. And we'll talk about who the Jewish people want to be the next president of the United States. Would it be McCain? Would it be Obama? And why? This is Jerry Johnson live from Crystal College. By the way, folks, this is why we have the Pashi Institute for Jewish Studies right here at Criswell College. We believe God still has a plan and a purpose for the Jewish people in His program. The Pashi Institute for Jewish Studies. You can get a degree in Jewish Studies at Criswell College. Criswell College is proud to present the new Mac at Night program. It's a Master of Arts in Counseling degree obtained by attending evening block classes. There are licensure and non-licensure options depending on your career goals. Mac at Night features some of the best professors in the field of Christian counseling, and all courses are biblically based. Expand your ministry or prepare for a doctorate. Criswell College makes it simple and convenient. All Mac at Night courses are scheduled with the working professional in mind. If you've got a full-time job, a busy lifestyle, or even raising a family, you're perfect for Mac at Night. Get your Master of Arts in Counseling at Criswell College with Mac at Night. Call 800-899-0012 or go to criswell.edu. That's 800-899-0012 or criswell.edu. Invest in God's work and yourself through this convenient program through the Criswell College. It's Mac at Night. See criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. If there is a special relationship between America and Israel, which presidential candidate would be the best for that relationship? From the U.S. point of view and the Israeli point of view, in a minute we're going to ask Tom Doyle that question. So hold on. Don't go anywhere. You'll hear the answer to that question. But my guest is Tom Doyle. He's written the book, Two Nations Under God. We have a caller who's been holding for quite a while. <laughs> Renee, thank you for your patience. What's your question? What's your comment? Okay. Earlier you had referenced um, the DNA testing on the Cohen's. Well, how does that coincide with the 10 lost tribes? I thought the whole point of them being lost was that they were lost. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Renee. What's your answer, Tom? Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of speculation on all of that. I I mean, there is so much debate in Israel right now on on that. Uh, uh, Even the ephod that has the 12 stones that represent the 12 tribes and every Jewish person, some of the stones in the ephod, in the breastplate, uh, do not translate into a stone that we know of today. And so there's debates. In Jerusalem, I was there and I saw two rabbis were debating on the third stone in the second row and what it actually was. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of conjecture. And, man, we could probably do a whole show on that. So, Or enroll in Criswell College. Again, I say there you go. we have here something that no other college has called the Pashi Institute for Jewish Studies. You can get a B.A. or an M.A. in Jewish studies. We still believe God has a plan and a purpose for Israel, for the Jewish people. And there is something yet future God is doing with them. And he may want to use us, use you to be a part of that. That's what the Pashi Institute is all about. We've also been talking about politics because this is the political season. And, uh, Tom, I want you to listen 
to McCain and Obama, because we're going to get to this question, really, is there a special relationship, if there is, between Israel and America, which presidential candidate would be the best? But I want us to listen to both of them. Here is John McCain talking about the fighting in Russia and Georgia. Americans wishing to spend August vacationing with their families or watching the Olympics may wonder why their newspapers and television screens are filled with images of war in the small country of Georgia. Concerns about what occurs there might seem distant and unrelated to the many other interests America has around the world. And yet Russian aggression against Georgia is both a matter of urgent moral and strategic importance to the United States of America. All right, so there's John McCain speaking out on the crisis, the Russian invasion of Georgia. Now, just hold that for a minute, Mm -hmm. because here is Barack Obama's big announcement. Here's a report from Julie Walker. Barack Obama wants you to be one of the first to know who he's picked to be his vice president. Instead of announcing his running mate the traditional way via the press, the campaign is getting people to sign up for text messages and emails. But what do people think? Good that he's using technology in that way. Is it not better he call a press conference and make a speech? It's good, but then it's not, because people don't have access to phones all the time. I don't need any more text. My inbox is full. The campaign says the announcement hits inboxes in the next two weeks. Julie Walker, New York. Okay, Tom, I want to ask you this question. Who would be the better president for American-Israeli relations from the American point of view? But also, what do the Jewish people, what do the Israelis think about, about this? But it is interesting to me that here McCain speaking to the substance of what's happening in foreign policy and Obama speaking to style and hype and what he's going to do with media. I mean, it does seem like Obama is a media phenomenon, but McCain is a leader. He's speaking on the issues. Obama really uh, sort of on the hype. But what do you think of that question? And and McCain is saying something definitive on the hard issues of the day. Obama, that, you know, it's not popular to say what you would do and let's, you know, keep it more about himself. Uh, Obviously, uh, Israel, who, would, who would Israelis prefer? Majority of Israelis want uh, McCain. They, they're, Why? they're nervous about Obama's Islamic roots, uh, uh. frankly. And then also, I, I talked to a political advisor in Israel, and I said, what do you think about the candidates? And he said, well, when it comes to Obama, uh, we don't do real well with guys named Hussein. That's just and Barack that. Hussein Obama, that's his name. He said, you know, traditionally, they don't really like <laughs> us too much. <laughs> Well, he is going to have to overcome that. Um, and, uh, you know, there have been, I think, a lot of false rumors out on the Internet about him. He has identified himself with Christianity and with mm-hmm. the church. But in any case, he does have that ethnic background. And, uh, you know, he said, I listened to that speech. We played sound bites. He said to the Jewish community, I am for an undivided Jerusalem. That should be the capital of Israel. And I said that night, I could not believe it. The last person yeah. to say that was President Bush the first, And it wasn't two weeks later that he said, well, I didn't really mean that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize the political consequences of that. I didn't realize what the Arabs would think of that. And he's reneged. What yeah. do you think of that? Well, and I think Olmert, uh, who is pushing to divide Jerusalem and ready to get indicted and, and just has such a low popularity level, 
Uh, I mean, the the people are not wanting that. So that is the message that Israel wants to hear. It's not going to be divided. But I don't think he means that. I, I just don't think he does. Tom, a lot of people out there fascinated with this topic of um, America and Israel. That quote we read from Genesis 12, Mm -hmm. uh, God said to Abraham, In you all the nations of the earth Mm -hmm. will be blessed. Let's talk about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the fulfillment, really, of that in Jesus Christ. In you all the nations, all the peoples, the ethnic groups of the earth will be blessed. Could you share, in just a minute or two, really the good news? What does that mean, the good news of Jesus Christ and the blessing that comes through him. Mm. Well, and the good news is this, that Jesus came. First Corinthians 15 says Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose from the dead for our sins. And so that is for Jew, that is for Arab. It doesn't matter your religious background. When you come to the cross, all that can be made new. And the great news, Jerry, is that is setting people free in the Middle East. People are receiving Jesus as Lord, confessing their sins, receiving Jesus as Lord, becoming a new man, getting a new heart, and all of that hatred goes away. God just takes it away. And so the gospel truly liberates not only for the future, but for today. And so many Jews that are are frustrated with organized religion and Muslims that are frustrated with jihad and the goal to take over the world are receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. And our listeners can do that today. You might worry about the news and all the things you see, but you know the real answer is Jesus. And that's the answer for your life, too. On this program, we like to go from the news to the good news. And the good news is Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He died as a substitute. He took the hell, the judgment, the death that you and I deserve on the cross. He was buried. Three days later, he rose from the grave, showing that he was the Son of God, demonstrating that he was the Messiah, showing that the Father accepted the payment of our sin and for our sin. Look to Christ. Believe in Christ. Come to Jesus right now. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.